0: Thank you for joining Sumpter Chapel's weekly podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and speaks life to your spirit. As always, we pray that this podcast will further God's kingdom by seeing one more made new. Now, let's get started with today's message. Good morning. We discussed this morning um, about change, about how change has happened in our life and how we've experienced it. And I just want to talk to you a little more about what God has to say to us about the changes in our lives, about how he wants to change us and transform us and then help us to be a part of change in our world, in our families, in our communities, and in the world. So as you know, we have a toddler at home. You know, as you have heard this morning from the noises he's making and, um, and have seen his rambunctiousness, He's a, a great little boy to have at home, and, and one of the great things about having a toddler at home is that we get to see him uh, start to identify ways that he wants to help with things around the house, um, and so one of those is cleaning. He'll see his mom cleaning. He'll see me cleaning, and uh, he'll decide that he wants to help or participate in that effort, and you know, cleaning is a change, a transformation of a space, right? You have a, a dirty space or, or a space that just needs organizing, has gotten dis, disorganized. And, and then you want to change it. You want to transform it. So you clean it and you organize. And he wants to help. And as you can imagine with a toddler, uh, he doesn't exactly clean very well. You know, he may use the broom to push a pile around, but he doesn't know how quite to pick the pile of dirt up or anything like that. Um, So he doesn't do an effective job of cleaning, but we want him to help clean. We want him to uh, participate in that. Uh, Part of it's instilling, you know, that nature of he's participating and doing chores around the house and things like that. But part of it is because he even, at a young age, identifies something uh, that he can help do, that he can help change. There's something in him that I think we all can identify with as well. I think all of us look around and even look within ourselves and identify things that need to change. That's a common experience. Even when people disagree how it should happen, they can at least usually agree that something needs to happen, that that situation needs to change. And we know this. We know this because we see people all the time on our social media feeds. just in our lives as we're having conversations you know you know of people and you've done this yourself where you have voiced your opinion about something that needs to change in our world and this morning what we're going to learn is that this transformation this change that needs to happen around here we call it being made new ourselves being made new the world being made new this change that needs to happen that that creator God, the God of scripture that we read about, actually wants to come alongside us, empower us. He actually wants us to participate in that change. Just as Sarah and I want Cam to participate in that clinging and that transformation, God wants us to participate in the change that we long to see in our lives and in the world. And in fact, when we read about Jesus you know, Jesus, God who literally came to earth in human form, the entire story of his life is about change. Not just the change he would bring to the world through salvation, through the opportunity of a renewed relationship with our creator God, but the pinnacle is actually the change he wants to start through us. The pinnacle of the story is not the end of the story And where we're headed for the pinnacle of the story of the gospel and of humanity and of God's creation is not what happened with Jesus, but actually what he wants to do through us and in this world to bring transformation. And the reality is today that change starts in us and then through us. And what we're going to say together, what I want you to say with me this morning is this truth, this, this is our talking point for this morning that you need to take with you? Change starts with me. Will you say that with me? Change starts with me. Change starts with me. And we see this. We see this in scripture. We see this in how in how Jesus teaches his disciples, and then how we also apply this scripture to our lives, that he wants to produce a transformation and a change. Through us in this world. In John 14, 12 through 14, this is what it says. Hopefully you've been reading that all week. I encouraged you last week to begin reading that, and I'll give you another scripture at the end to be reading for next week. But John 14, 12 through 14, it's a part of a passage where Jesus is teaching his disciples about the Holy Spirit, about the very presence of God that's going to come live with them and inhabit them and empower them um, after Jesus leaves. And so he makes this bold claim and statement here in verses 12 through 14. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would give us your desire, your heart to see change and transformation, to see people be made new and to see that change and transformation happen in our world. Give us your eyes to see and your heart to see change happen. Give us a deep, burning passion and desire to live it out that your very presence and your power might work through us bring change to those around us and to this world that they might see your love through us actively loving them out in the world and it's in Jesus name we pray all things amen so did you catch this passage did you did you hear the words that Jesus said to his disciples because it's a pretty crazy bold thing for Jesus to say I mean, it's almost an outlandish claim by Jesus. It's something that makes each of us usually uncomfortable, each Christian uncomfortable with this idea that, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm, I'm going to do the same works as Jesus, God in flesh, God on earth. I'm going I'm to have the ability, I'm going to be a part of doing the same works and even greater works than Jesus? Like, Jesus, what are you talking about? Greater things? Greater things than you? I mean, think about what Jesus did on the earth. Greater things than healing the blind, people who had not seen since their very birth, or allowing those who couldn't walk, hadn't been able to walk their entire life, to get up and walk. We're talking about a man who walked on the water, a man who God in a man's body, right? A man, Jesus, who took bread and fish, a couple of loaves, a couple fish, and multiplied it to feed probably well over 7,000 people. And we're talking about a Jesus who brought Lazarus back to life. Resurrection, who, who literally raised people, and he himself was, raised from the dead. These are the the greater things that we think about when we think about this passage, and when we hear this, and it sounds unrealistic, doesn't it? It just seems unrealistic, like, God, I can't can't do that. I can't be a part of that. There's no way you, you can even do that through me we start to feel self-conscious or unsure it's a difficult thing not just to believe in general that God is good and wants to do great things and raise Jesus from the dead but that he actually wants to do those sorts of things through you and in you and around you it's difficult that's where the rubber meets the road on our faith right I mean, a child like, a, a very small child can, can believe in wanting to go to heaven. Can say, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with the difficulty of being separated from God and being punished for eternity. I, I want to go to heaven. That, that's an easy faith, if, if I'm so bold to say. That's an easy faith. It's, a, it, it's easy to believe that, but to believe that Jesus wants to deeply transform me to the very core of my desires and then transform the world through me that, that's where faith, our faith, meets real life. And the truth of what Jesus is trying to teach us here this morning is that change starts with me. Say that again. Change starts with me. And it's not always external. Sometimes it's internal. See, we get caught up in the external works, greater works, right? We say, okay, the resurrection, the healing and all of these things but there's an internal transformation there are internal great works that God does in this world and in people's lives that that we discount that we discount and we don't take into consideration when we read Jesus' words here think about the woman at the well Jesus' interaction with her did not have a a necessarily outward result that was easy to see, but did you see her transformed? Did you see how after her interaction she then goes back into her city, into her town, to her neighbors, to her families, to all the people that would have judged her for her lifestyle, and yet upon being transformed by the presence of God, she goes to them and starts to tell them about the transforming presence of God of Jesus, the way that, that they can now be in a connection with God and experience his presence fully and have his power inhabit them. So we have to reframe our understanding of these greater works. We have, to, we have to just see the full picture of what Jesus is talking about here. That as he inhabits his people, transformation begins to happen in real ways in our lives and the lives of those around us this kind of stuff um, scares me, honestly, in one moment, right? Like, Jesus, I'm not, (laughs) do you know me? You know me, Jesus. Like, God, you know, you know how, how I'm not perfect. You know the places I struggle the most. You know the thing and things in my life that still control me and tempt me and hurt me. Yeah, I'm on a path where I'm overcoming things but but you know you know the things that that i've done who i've been and yet at the same time these words of jesus this this truth of god wanting to change the world through me and through you and through us it it's something i desperately want to see at the same moment it's something i long for it's something that my heart's desire because of God's work in my own life. I just, I want, I want to bleed for it. It's something I desire to see transformation, change in people's lives and families and communities and in our world. And, and I, I kind of went through this experience of, of seeing God really deeply transform me um, in my early twenties, especially in, And I I had gotten a full-time job, uh, you know, I was out of college finally and was working for the first time. And, you know, as Americans, our mindset is we never have enough. And so even though I had enough and was making good money, even at my first job, we convince ourselves, right, I need to save up money for a new car. I need to, I don't have enough. I don't have enough money. I can't really give to other people or I can't really give of myself because I don't have enough time. I need to keep working for more. And we kind of convince ourselves of these things and, that area of our life needs to be changed and transformed by God and our desires have to shift. And God started doing this work in me early on as I just had uh, gotten through college. And um, I was at this conference where they talked about compassion, international. Com- you know, Compassion uh, sponsors children all over the world and helps them um, get out of poverty, right? Helps their life be sustainable, their families have a little more s- sustainability. They give children education they teach them about Jesus of course because that's where the desire comes from to help them and and help them out of poverty and I had seen these kind of presentations before I wasn't unaware of these right I'd grown up in the church I'd gone to concert big events conferences and groups had presented on sponsoring a kid but you know I always felt like I don't have enough money God I mean I barely have enough for me alone for someone else and but this moment. I can still remember it. I can still remember it. In fact, we just got a letter congratulating us because it's been over 10 years since I surrendered to that. But God, in that moment, at this conference, late in that year, I think it was November of that year, began to transform me, changed me on the inside, transformed my heart and my mind and my soul, began to give me a longing that poverty is a big issue i can't, i can't fix poverty on my own right none of us individually can fix these big issues but i could fix poverty for that child right i could be a part of the change god could use me to help change that child's trajectory that family's experience in the world that community's experience of what Americans are like and what Christians are like around the world. I could influence the eternal destination of someone, potentially just through extra money. If we're honest, that we all as Americans have, and he changed that desire for me. And I went and I picked out a little girl. Her name's Sarah. I was dating, engaged to Sarah at that time, and so I picked out a little girl named Sarah. She lives in Africa and. Uh, and also her birthday was, had similar numbers to my birthday. And so it just, it may have been a, you know, immature way of picking someone at the time. But God led me to be a part of the change of poverty, of education, of, of provision. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God used me to be a part of this changed me and then allowed me to be a part of a change because that's what Jesus is getting at here for his disciples and what the truth is for us this morning this talking point that change starts with me say that again change starts with me it starts in me and then and through me it starts with you it starts with you See, God invites you and has been inviting you during this series. We've been talking about this Awoken series right in, right in the middle of that word. Awoken is woke. And we talked the first week about how God's presence, we have to become more aware and respond to God's presence in our life. All over the place. It's, sometimes it's easy to feel God's presence in here on a Sunday morning, surrounded by other believers. But even where we go work and where we're at school and where we're in the community, identifying God's presence, being welcoming to his presence as it's around you and in you being aware of him and responding to him through uh and you and you learn how to do this right we learn how to identify God's presence and respond as we read scripture on a consistent basis as we spend time in prayer with God as we worship him as we serve in mission out in the community as we uh, fast or take sabbath days to not work and to trust that God's going to still sustain us we begin to identify his presence, and that wakes us up. It makes us woke in the modern uh, jargon of today, right? It makes us woke. It starts to wake us up and make us aware of things, and so last week in this series, we talked about what it looks like to, to begin the mission of being a multi-ethnic community, a, a, the mission of that as we wake up to the world around us, we see we've got to cross all of these boundaries and divisions that humans are creating, that we're creating, that we've set up these these lines we've drawn in the sand and and that God crosses those that he calls us to make disciples of all ethnicities all ethnos all nations all kinds of people socioeconomic age race culture that we seek out all kinds of people to be made new to come join us as a part of our family of faith to join us on this mission of seeing change in the world and that's how we get to today that as we become more aware and awoken and woke to the issues of our day, we begin to identify the things in our lives and in our communities and families and in our world that need to change. That need to change. They need to change at a deep level. They need His presence. They need God's power to overcome these things. To see people freed from addiction and to overcome depression and anxiety. To be healed from diseases that seem like they can't be healed from, that there's a way made when they can't see a way, all kinds of transformation that God wants to do. The question is not if that's what God wants, because it is. The question is if we'll take a step of faith to participate in the work he wants to do in the world if we'll be bold enough to believe, to to really have faith when the rubber meets the road, to really have faith that, sure, he may not miraculously heal that person in the moment, but he will heal that person eternally. And so I'm going to pray over this person in the name of Jesus, asking God to do a miracle in their life. And if if he doesn't heal them in that moment, that's not on us. It's not even on him in that sense. It's not going to make God look bad. God will heal them. We know this to be true. As they place their faith in him and then go into his presence, one day we'll all be healed of the things that have made us sick. And, and so I place my faith in Jesus in praying over that person and stepping into this situation and in doing the work of ministry in this area, knowing that the power of God and the presence of God can do things that, that this world has never seen, nor would even want to believe sometimes are true. And one of those issues for us that we're gonna talk more about at the end of our time together this morning that we're making plans to be involved in is, is human trafficking, sex trafficking, and the end it movement. And we're gonna be participating as a group in helping to raise awareness and helping to raise funds and most of all, sharing the gospel in the midst of it to tell people, God wants more for people he wants that issue to change in our world he wants us as the church us as the people of God us as the presence of God in the world to bring change to those situations to bring freedom for those who are being trafficked to bring and this is difficult to bring redemption for those who are trafficking he wants to see that changed but it starts with us Say that talking point from this morning again with me as we close. Change starts with me. Change starts with me, with you, with us. So this morning as we respond, I I encourage you. You're going to be receiving a card and there's a pen on your table with you. And write down things that you're going to believe God for and pray to God for to change. The first one in you. Write down something in you that you're longing to see him change. And then write something in your family, in in this community, in your community, in this world, that you are going to pray in faith to him and say, God, we want to see this changed in our world, in my family, in this community. And as you write that down, as we respond and worship together, I'm going to encourage you to go put it on our prayer wall. And as you put it there, remember... No one will look at these. They'll, they'll, they'll be taken care of, or no one will look at them, but, but there will be prayer offerings to God in faith saying, God, we expect you to move in powerful ways, in ways that are greater than even the things we read about in Scripture because of the cumulative effort of your people and the presence of God in your people in our community and in our world. We will see these things overcome by the power of your Spirit. That's our prayer. So as we go into a time... Of responding, I encourage you this morning to believe that, that God wants to change you and then to change this world through you. And in taking that step of faith, begin to pray for those things in your life you long to see changed. Remember, change starts with me. <laughs>